Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're wrapping up on the block here from the CHI Health Center in downtown Omaha. Supernovas are done with practice. Does not mean that we're done with our show. Um, Still a lot to get to in the NFL. Let's just really quickly make our picks here, Rico, for the divisional round before we wrap up with some Husker hoops. Uh, We'll start in the AFC. Houston and Baltimore Ravens hosting the Texans. Not against the spread, just straight up who wins, who loses. Lamar Jackson finally gets that elusive playoff win, and C.J. Stroud continues to be a loser. Um, <laughs> Baltimore gets it done. Lamar is 0-2 in the divisional round in his career. The Texans, as a franchise, are 0-4. All right. Lamar is better. Not a, I don't know about that. He's be, he's be, he's, <laughs> Technically, Lamar has had fewer opportunities than the entire Texans franchise. Exactly. So, so he's better. Okay, we'll I go with know. that. I don't know, man. Um, the <laughs> other AFC game, Kansas City and Buffalo. Been a while since these two teams have met in Buffalo in mm-hmm. the playoffs, but they've had some fantastic regular season games. Of course, uh, the game two years ago, uh, the overtime winner, the thrilling last minute and a half at Arrowhead. Buffalo at home. Buffalo favored by about a field goal. Bills win, Chiefs win. Happy wife, happy life, Kansas City, baby. <laughs> but do you actually believe that? Yes, I actually do. I actually think Kansas City, for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' NFL career, playing a playoff game on the road, away from the friendly confines of Arrowhead Stadium, I still think he gets it done, and the Chiefs go on to the AFC Championship. Um, The one game this weekend taking place in a dome. Are you sure about that? I promise you that Detroit plays in a dome. They host Tampa Bay. Bucks stay hot. The Lions get their second playoff win in 32 years cj gardner johnson is going to be in trouble from his head coach if the bucks do anything crazy. they're going to target him like baker mayfield <laughs> yes. is going to target cj gardner johnson and it you know deservedly so but I, I think that the lions keep the magical season rolling and uh dan campbell is able to bite some more kneecaps as the lions <laughs> get it done Niners and unless Packers. Trey Palmer wakes up pissed off, then that's at See, least that would one be touchdown. unstoppable force meeting immovable object. That would be that, would, that be. would be at least one touchdown for the Bucks, at least. Oh, yeah, it, it is a thing, though. Like, go back and check Trey Palmer's tweets of days he woke up pissed. There's off. been one game where he has not scored record. one game where he hasn't scored and two games where he scored two touchdowns. So he's pretty good. There you go. Um, Niners and Packers. I feel like the Niners have owned that series in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Green Bay, I think, still playing with some house money. I said this with Jay yesterday. It's hard for me to pick against San Francisco being rested, being at home, looking as good as they did for as long as they did throughout the season. 
the one way Green Bay wins this game is if Jordan Love continues to go off. San Francisco's pass defense hasn't been perfect mm-hmm. when they were getting beat. That was why. I don't think it's likely, but I think the path for Green Bay is to put it on the right shoulder of Jordan Love. Um, even if you put it on the right shoulder of Jordan Love, I don't think his shoulders are broad enough or strong enough to carry this team past this vaunted San Francisco 49ers team. I think Brock Purdy, the last pick in the draft, keeps it going. And uh, the 49ers move on to the NFC Championship to face the Lions. Although, I don't, I, that game is weird. I don't think Green Bay is going to win, but... Looking at Jordan Love's stats, and I understand, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to say, oh, Brock Purdy hasn't played, you know, every snap of every game, whatever. They have the same stats. They're eerily similar. Like, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. And Green Bay's defense has taken a, a small tick up from what they have been doing all season. Uh, like you said, San Francisco's pass defense isn't as strong as you would think it is, but that defensive line and linebacking core is very formidable. Um, the game taking place closer to home this weekend, Nebraska men's basketball. The 93-94 team is being honored. Didn't want to steal too much of Strick's thunder, right? He and Bach talked a lot about that. Um, but Nebraska-Northwestern, 115. I don't love the matchup for Nebraska in terms of the boo-booey factor. Mm-hmm. Boo-booey baller is really what he is. He's an incredible, incredible player. I think that's the path for Northwestern to win this game is get a big game from boo-booey and Nebraska doesn't shoot it well. Even down Jawan Gary, though, I think that this isn't a need-to-have-it-gotta-have-it game for Nebraska, but I think it feels like it. And I think the team needs to feel like it, too. Not in the sense of, oh, crap, we lose this, our season is over. It's, hey, we're back to being written off again. Mm -hmm. All we've done is lose two games in a row. We didn't play well, come out with something to prove, and find a way to make like 200-some alums of your program proud with a big win on a big day. Nebraska went from the hunter to the hunted back to the hunter, and I think they play better when they're uh, underdogs. I think they play better when they're underestimated and written off. And this mm-hmm. is the exact time to do that. And again, not to, you know, get back into NCAA tournament discussions because you never should have left there. Like you still have a good enough resume to be there, but it is just to get back on the right track, just to get back and get, get some confidence back in yourselves. Because right now it just seems like with those two road losses and with what the fans are saying that this team is just kind of down on themselves. You end up losing uh, Jawan Gary for a couple of days. He only got a calf strain could have been much worse. Looked like it was much worse, but um, with that injury and knowing that he will be back. Look, I mean, bring him back to a strong team. Don't bring him back mm-hmm. to a team that's floundering and he has to try and try and help you and, and quote unquote, save your season. Look, keep it going. You know, you have a deep team. You know, you have a strong team. Show everybody what you already know. I said this on, on the block yesterday, you and I didn't get a chance to talk much basketball during, during happy hour, no, we but I essentially pulled out the Aaron Rodgers R-E-L-A-X. I heard you. I heard, you know, like, and I go back to that, right? The way Nebraska has lost, the way Nebraska has looked frustrating, disappointing Mm -hmm. for a team that I think, you know, has its sights set high. But I think Strix raised a good point that this team kind of feels like it needs a come to Jesus moment, right? A come together, get on the same page sort of meeting. Um, The fact that Juwan Gary is now all year, I think you just piece it together while he recovers. But here's the thing. Nebraska is a bubble team. I've said it all year. I even put this out here, Rico, yesterday. So at on the block 937 is the, the new Twitter account that uh, we created for everything you need for the show. Go look at um, it. Go follow go, go it. Go look now. at it. Go follow it. Yes, please. I, I, I just asked this question yesterday. 
Nebraska men's basketball is a what? A solid NCAA tournament team, an NCAA bubble team, an NIT host team, or an NIT bubble team. One person said solid NCAA team. One person said NIT bubble team. Other than that, Mm -hmm. the best, the highest percentage of an answer was NIT host team. I feel like people have written them off way too quickly. Way too quickly because of how Nebraska fans view basketball. They are not used to a bubble team, a bubble resume. Nebraska's resume has not been in this good a shape in so long. Now the work isn't done, right? And I think that's the fear. But for all the people on Twitter and and social media and on the text line asking, well, how often do teams beat the number one team and miss the NCAA tournament? Nebraska moved down a seed line, maybe two, um, over the last week with the losses against Iowa and Rutgers. Mm -hmm. But Nebraska owns one of the best wins in the country right now. Uh, I think Michigan State win will keep looking better. Duquesne is going to be solid. You, you dominate your neutral site performance. The Indiana game looks Indiana good. should appreciate in value. You're fine, right? There's still work to do, but this is life as a bubble team. Get used to it because this team isn't so good to as leave no doubt mm-hmm. by you know the end of February, but it's also not bad enough to completely fall out of the picture, right? Just as yeah. soon as you're out, they will reel you back in. That's oh, what yeah. we're finding with this team. Look, that's exactly, that's, I mean, that's just Nebraska sports, men's sports in a nutshell. As soon as you start writing them off, that's when they start doing something crazy. I mean, how many times has Nebraska been out of, and they've never gotten themselves back into the picture, but been out of the picture by the time the Big Ten tournament starts, and then they reel off two, three wins, and you're like, wait a minute, if they win two more, then they get beat right back into it, and then they get blown out because they run out of gas. But that's exactly what they do, is if they're going to you know, lose a couple games where you think that they shouldn't lose, where they should definitely get a win, or at least be, um, at least be competitive and get close wins. Um, but then they're going to come back, and they're going to win some games where you're like, you had no business winning that game. You should not have won that game. Uh, there's no way that that should have happened. But it's going to happen. They're going to get right back into the thick of things. And like you said, this is life on the bubble. This is this is what a bubble team is like. And Nebraska is never going to be that far and away. Like, oh yeah, they're locked in. That's a that's a top five seed in the NCAA tournament. Like that's not nope. that's not going to happen. So at least I, I not not anywhere in the near future. I don't think. But um, look, you're on the bubble. You're going to lose a couple. You're going to win a couple. But you're going to be as of right now firmly on that bubble. Um. Swift and Lincoln is asking, how many wins do you think it'll take to make the tournament? I've said this before. It bears repeating. To me, it's less about the hard number of wins and which wins it is that you actually get. 20 is a good number to shoot for. If you get to 20, you should feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think if you win the right games, if you win on the road at Illinois somehow, if you get Wisconsin at home and you beat them, you split with Ohio State, you now split with Rutgers, um, you can't lose to Penn State at home. I think you got to at least split with Michigan, if not, not sweep that. The schedule sets up pretty favorably for Nebraska. And here's the thing I, I, I can hear it, I can read it already. This is Nebraska basketball. I can't take anything for granted. I know. Too late. Already did. Yes. Nebraska is. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? 
I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Not going to be in the midst of a 7-8 game losing streak this year, right? It's just not going to happen with this team. It's too veteran. It's too mature. The schedule sets up too well. You say that. Um, let's just look at it last year's tournament, right? So if Nebraska is being projected as, let's start with the the 11 seeds here. So last year's 11 seeds, NC State went 23 and 10, matched up with Creighton in the first round. Um, Pittsburgh ended up winning their game. They were that that 19 to 20 range. Mm-hmm. You have where are we at here. Iona was no, not Iona. Arizona State was in that that 19 to 20 range out of the Pac-12. Providence went 21 and 11 in the Big East. The you just the eight the right nine games. seeds went like 26 and eight. Ford Atlantic was 31 and three. Um, Arkansas hit 20. Illinois hit 20 in that eight nine matchup. Iowa last year was an eight seed with 19 wins. Auburn was a nine with 20. Maryland won 21 games in the Big Ten. And it was an eight seed. West Virginia won 19 in, in the Big 12 and was a nine seed, right? So I think, again, 18 or 19 wins, you've banked a huge chip in the Purdue win. Mm-hmm. Now you can't afford any more or too many more losses like Rutgers. But the way I phrased it yesterday was Nebraska blew the game against Rutgers. It absolutely did not blow its season. Everything Nebraska wants to accomplish is still on the table. And you hope there's a sense of urgency and competitive spirit that, that, you know, invigorates this team because you can turn a, a good season into an even better season. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, you find a way to hold on to a dozen point lead at two different points in the game against Rutgers. If you show up against Iowa, um, if you, if you don't blow that big halftime lead against Minnesota, right? This is a good team. I feel confident in saying that I will not say this is a great team. It is not an all time mm-hmm. Nebraska team. But it's still on the table because you have, yes, an easier slate ahead of you, Mm -hmm. but also enough opportunities for quality wins as well that you can have people taking you seriously by the time you get to March. I don't know what else to say. I feel like you took all my, you took everything. I feel bad for doing that. No, Um, you're good. Look, you're the, look, when it comes to Nebraska basketball, I am not the guy to come to. You are definitely, you know, outside of strict. You're definitely the guy to go to for Nebraska basketball. So at whatever you say, I'm probably going to believe it. I appreciate that. Let's go um, to Swift again. He says, you probably can't afford to lose one at home from this point on. Here's the thing. Northwestern is a fringe top 25 team. That's you a have, team that you should find a way to win this game, but it's also not crippling if you lose. No, that was a team that was in the top 25 preseason mm-hmm. and has a all big mm-hmm. 10 first team point guard. And when mm-hmm. you think of NCAA tournaments, it's one at the point guard position. So mm-hmm. that is a team where if you do end up losing at home, it sucks. It's going to hurt. But again, you're down Juwan Gary for a couple of games. Um, you don't want to lose this game. But if you do, this is probably one of the better home losses that you'll have. You turn around then um, on Tuesday with Ohio State, who was a weird team last year, has bounced back for the most part of this year, but did just lose at Michigan. So I don't know what to make of Ohio State coming home. I, I bet that's a game that's a single-digit margin of victory either way. Yes. I give Nebraska more than a chance in that one. You get another crack at Wisconsin to start off February. 
Um, they'll be ranked. We know what Wisconsin can do. Maybe I have to put more respect on their name, but I still think Nebraska is a better matchup for Wisconsin than they showed. You got them at home. You get Michigan at home. You get Penn State at home um, in, in mid-February. That. That's, that's one you can't lose. You, you get, cannot lose that one. No, you get Minnesota at home in late February, and you get Rutgers at home for senior night. You've already shown and proven that you can and should have beaten Minnesota on the road, that you can and should honestly have should, have been, off. should have been blown out by Rutgers based on the offense rebounds, but you were <laughs> right there and should have finished off Rutgers. But the flip so side of that is you should have blown Rutgers out. You got it by 12 two different times. Exactly. Those are two teams that you know that you can beat and then you match up pretty well with. So those are two teams that you, you go having them at home is going to be massive and you should win those games. Again, Nebraska, Nebraska basketball at home is a different beast. So we'll see exactly what happens with them. But uh, I, so, I like their chances. Okay. So Nebraska sits at 13 and five right now, three Six and four games. in the conference. Okay. So running through the schedule again, find a way to beat Northwestern, find a way to beat Ohio state. Maryland's a coin flip. They always play better at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you beat Wisconsin, but that would be probably your second best win behind Purdue at this point. Um, Illinois looks better, and I thought they would without Terrence Shannon, and you've never really played well in the State Farm Center. Going to Northwestern will be tough, but Michigan at home, I think Nebraska's favored in. Penn State is going to be absolutely obnoxious. Watch out for Kanye Clary and yeah, your boy, Kanye Clary. (laughs) Um, We're probably related at some point. Somewhere down the line. Um, Ace Baldwin Jr. also is a stud for Penn State. Going to Indiana is going to be tough, but you've proven you can match up with them. Mm-hmm. Nebraska should be favored against Minnesota. Going to Columbus is going to be tough. Should be favored against Rutgers on senior night. And then I think Michigan is going to be in full-on quit mode when you go up to Ann Arbor. I know that is a building that has not been kind to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But again, R-E-L-A-X, calm down. There, there's like enough opportunity. That's like seven wins if Nebraska, again, doesn't it's not like we're asking them to do too much just take care of business and play the way that everyone has seen and knows that you can play and that's six seven more wins on the schedule if you go 500 the rest of the way if you win seven games you get to 20 you're 20 and 11 you're in. going into the big 10 tournament if you go six and seven again if you win the right games mm-hmm. and avoid the right losses you're in. you're at 19 and 12 now you would feel much better about your chances if you beat someone of any value in the big 10 tournament, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, you should never go one and done in the big 10 tournament, yep. but especially with hopes, right? Like win a game, stay there, you know, Thursday into Friday, play both days, you know, heck win Thursday and Friday, play on into Saturday, yeah. um, depending on matchups and how other teams are looking. But everything that Nebraska wants to accomplish is, is certainly on the table. Last thing, Rico Strick and I got into this um, a little bit yesterday, or maybe it was Bach and I a couple days ago, I forget. But I want your aspect of this, too, covering the Nebraska women's basketball team. Mm-hmm. For me, I think they've got the regular season figured out. They're going to be a solid team night to night in the, in the regular season. Mm-hmm. But for me, the biggest question facing Amy Williams in that program is how do they get over the postseason hump? Nebraska has made it to the NCAA tournament on a somewhat regular basis. Yep but haven't been able to to get a win in a while. Is this is the rest of the regular season, you know, does it still hold value for Nebraska in that a lot of its goals and finishing in the top half of the Big Ten and, you know, top three or four in the Big Ten are still mm-hmm. on the table? Or in your your view, should Amy Williams or coaching staff or players, like, take every game seriously, but throw out some adjustments that they think will help them and that they'll need in postseason play, caring more about that than the regular season? 
this team is not good enough to focus on postseason play right now. Mm. This team is solid enough that they should make the postseason, but they've had too many lulls um, during this regular season that they can't take any game for granted. They can't try to make adjustments unless they're already blowing a team out. Mm -hmm. Um, So for now, you have to focus on the regular season. You have to focus on finishing in the top half of the Big Ten to then hopefully make some type of run in the Big Ten tournament. Again, you should should make the NCAA tournament again this year. Um, But you never know. This has been a very strange basketball season, both men's and women's. So um, as long as it's the same with the women, as long as they Mm -hmm. win the right games, they'll make the NCAA tournament. And then with the experience that they have, their postseason success, their postseason lulls should potentially, depending on the matchup, end this year. Um, as long as the two most important players on the team, Jazz Shelley and Alexis Markowski, show up in the postseason. Because uh, uh, two years ago against Gonzaga, it was uh, a little tough. Uh, granted, Markowski was a freshman, um, mm-hmm. but we'll see exactly what happens. And then last year in the NIT, you, you lose... Um, you lose. Oh my goodness! I'm spacing right now. You, you lose your ah, Sam Hybe. Yeah, you lose Sam Hybe um, in the game before you have to go down to Kansas, and she would have done wonders in in leading that offense. And look, you have a point guard in Darian White, where if you allow her to run the offense and and let Jazz Shelley go off ball, which is what they were doing in non conference play, you'll you're gonna have success. She's gonna have a lot more success. So um, this team can't focus right now on on the postseason you have to focus on the regular season and getting the right wins and, and stacking some W's because you've lost some, you've, you've lost some games that you probably shouldn't lose and you've played really badly and still won some games. Um, luckily uh, in other contests. So look, the women's basketball team is, is a fun team to watch. They're really solid, but they need to focus on, on what's in front of them. Uh, Bach, you can hit our music here. We'll give this news and get out. Um, the U.S. Central District Court of Illinois has granted Terrence Shannon Jr.'s motion for a temporary restraining order. So he's being accused of um, sexual assault rape down in Kansas at the Illinois-Kansas game. His legal team won. They get their temporary restraining order. Huge news for Illinois because Terrence Shannon Jr. can now return to the court. It's been a few but games without it. will they play him? They will absolutely play him if they can play. The big year for Brad Underwood. Illinois has been playing well, but they were, you know, top 10, top 15 team in the country with him. Yes, Terrence Shannon Jr. will play. Regardless of how you feel about it, that's the news. It's been a blast up here at the CHI Health Center. For Rico, I'm Austin. We're looking forward to the Supernovas here in five days. Stay tuned to 93.7 Ticket for all of that. And, of course, old school. You got Jay Foreman and Bach in the building taking you through from four to six. It's been fun up in Omaha. Rico and I will talk to you on Monday. Adios. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.